Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, March 1st, 2021. Stand up for your country. All right, so the lead story is uh, Donald Trump giving his first speech since he left the White House. One hour, 33 minutes. Whoa, whoa. All right. And this is in front of the uh, CPAC group, the conservative group in Orlando, Florida, as you know. Um, the network and uh, CNN, MSNBC, none of them took the speech. Um, the Fox News did. I think the other two conservative channels did as well. Not sure. Um, I watched it. I, it wasn't easy to sit through it all, but I did for you. <laughs> but I also watched it for history. This is unprecedented. And you know I'm a historian. It's unprecedented. Um, a, a president who leaves the White House has never before in the history of our republic slammed an incoming president in that short period of time. Never before happened. But as you know, Donald Trump doesn't really give a fig about tradition in that regard. And uh, he set up camp down in Florida as uh, says he's going to be back. That was the first soundbite that caught my eye. Roll the tape. But who knows, who knows, I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Dem being the Democrats, um, and Mr. Trump will play that string out um, because he knows that a lot of people would like him to run again, and a lot of people would not. So he's going to use that as, you know, an attention getter. So the first soundbite I want to uh, play is about illegal immigration. Go. Illegal immigrants are now being apprehended and released along the entire southern border, just the opposite of what it was two months ago. They weren't coming because they couldn't get in. Once they think they can get in, they're coming, and they are coming at levels that you haven't even seen yet. By the hundreds of thousands, by the millions, they'll be coming. Don't know if it'll be millions, but there will be a big problem at the southern border by summer. No question about it, in my opinion. Um, and that doesn't help anybody, does it? Doesn't help the migrants because they're going to suffer. They're going to pay money to the criminal smugglers to try to get them in. Uh, a truck across Mexico is going to be hot. People are going to die. The Border Patrol will be overwhelmed. We're wrapping up COVID, but that's going to spread COVID. Uh, it's just, and the president, uh, Biden, he doesn't seem to be too engaged on this, does he? I mean, I don't agree with Biden's policies. I think he's a far left figurehead. But you'd like to see some involvement on this, wouldn't you? Doesn't seem he is. Second soundbite um, is keeping the kids out of school because of COVID. Go. There's no reason whatsoever why the vast majority of young Americans should not be back in school immediately. The only reason that most parents do not have that choice is because Joe Biden sold out America's children to the teachers unions. Okay, so uh, my kids go to Catholic school. They've been back in class in September. There have not been any trouble. Um, public schools, 
in New York City and I'm 20 miles away, uh, they can't go back. So why can't they go back? Because the teachers unions say it's too dangerous for the teachers themselves. You can debate it, but if the Catholic schools in New York City are operating without a problem, that's a pretty strong argument, is it not? Not just Catholic private schools. So the teachers unions donate hundreds of millions of dollars to the Democratic Party. Joe Biden ever say a bad word about teachers unions ever in his entire life? No, not one. Okay, for a soundbite. Um, this is something that I signaled to you very, very early on. Go. Under the radical Democrat policies, the price of gasoline has already surged 30% since the election and will go to $5, $6, $7, and even higher. So enjoy that when you go to the pump and they'll say, that'll be about uh, $200 to fill up your van. It's true. And the reason is that the fossil fuel companies know they're going to be attacked by the Biden administration and they're building up their war chest. They're charging as much as they can um, to get a lot of cash reserve on hand because they know they're going to have to transition into so-called alternative energy. That takes money to do that. So who's going to get it? The consumer always gets it. So by summer, all right, I expect where I live, it started about $2.10 a gallon uh, in December, right before Christmas, $2.10 a gallon, where I live, okay? Now it's about $2.80 a gallon. By summer, it'll be $3.50 a gallon, and then maybe even higher. That's a tax on us, all right? Because the Biden administration had to know that was going to happen, had to. As soon as they cut the XL pipeline, they knew the fossil fuel industry was going to go, we're going to get all the money we can now. So that's what's going on there. Uh, next soundbite is uh, the social problems we have in the USA. Go. We believe in patriotic education and strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. Horrible. We are committed to defending innocent life and to upholding the Judeo-Christian values of our founders and of our founding. We embrace free thought, we stand up to political correctness, and we reject left-wing lunacy, and in particular, we reject cancel culture. Uh, that was uh, Mr. Trump's strongest soundbite right there, all right? Because that is the most important issue right now in this country. It's overcome COVID, overcome the economy, our freedom of expression is under assault. You all know it. I don't have to convince you. And once you lose, once the people lose the right to speak, to think, to gather, whatever it may be, then we don't have America anymore. It's gone. We ought to rename the country. And I'm sure that'll be proposed soon by the left wing loons. Let's rename it. OK. Um, and the Republican Party has got to stand up strongly against that. So that was why that was the most effective soundbite that Donald Trump had yesterday. Here is the weakest soundbite. Go. You know, we have a little problem adjusting in Detroit. We seem to have more votes than we have people. A lot more votes. 
an election-changing number. We're not talking about a number where you catch — no, these are election-changing numbers. In Pennsylvania, they had hundreds of thousands of more votes than they had people voting. What's that all about? What's that all about? Cheating, they say. Yeah, I'd say so. It's not true. And we reported this uh, in November. We investigated this very thoroughly. Okay, so the stats that are on the record, and this comes from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Now, if they're lying, if the state is lying, it'll be uncovered. But there have been audits done, and these are the stats. So there are 9 million registered voters in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. A little under 7 million voted in the presidential election. So 2 million didn't show up. So when Donald Trump says there were more people voting than registered, that is not true according to the record. Now, I know there are going to be people watching me right now and go, oh, uh, cheating. or that. But you can't say that unless you have something to back it up. And I don't know why Donald Trump continues down this road, because there is enough to make a case that Pennsylvania didn't obey its own constitution in the election. That's true. That's true. It did not did not obey its own constitution. In how the ballots were cast, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania did away with its own constitution without a vote. Nobody voted on it. And the judges ruled that they weren't going to intervene there because there was enough time for the Republican and the Democratic Party to raise flags about it because this was done a year before the vote, that they discarded their own uh, constitution because of COVID. That's why they said they did it because there are a lot of people who couldn't get to the polls, they're afraid to go to the polls. So now we're going to have a completely different way to vote. But nobody challenged it. That was the rationale on the part of the courts. Okay. But I would advise Donald Trump, don't throw stats out that you can't back up. That just diminishes your point of view. You made some good points. I think the points that he made, the sound bites that I played to you, were good points, strong points. But then you give the opposition ammo to call you a liar, whatever, you, you know, whatever they do. Well, here's what they do. Here's CNN. Go. This CPAC uh, with Donald uh, Trump closing it out is a liar palooza. Uh, Donald Trump opened up a fire hose of falsehoods on this crowd. He's still doing it right now. Uh, and this crowd is bathing in his dishonesty. Now, that's just a ridiculous man. That's a man who 10 years ago couldn't have been in a position of prominence on any network or in any news organization. He's just a, he's just a hater. He hates Donald Trump. So you don't put a hater on television. I know they do. And they put him on the radio. I know it. But if you're a responsible corporation, is AT&T that owns CNN a responsible corporation? I'm not sure. Disney a responsible corporation? Tough to make that argument. If you watch The View, tough to make it. 
But I just thought I would play that because it's never going to stop. And even if Donald Trump didn't misstate things like he did with Pennsylvania, even if he didn't do that, they'd still call him a liar, no matter what he said. Okay, now, on Saturday, and I'm not into the party business. You guys know that. I'm not a registered Republican or Democrat. I'm an independent. I don't really think that the political parties are looking out for you. Um, I don't mind that people are in political parties. That's good. If you feel comfortable in a, being a Republican or a Democrat, I'm fine with me. I would never criticize you. But for me, they're, they're looking out for a certain segment. They're not looking out for everybody. So there is one person, though, in the Republican Party. And I watched her speech on Saturday specifically because I wanted to see how she framed her presentation will take. Across America these last several months, we watched an organized, coordinated campaign to remove and eliminate all references to our nation's founding and many other parts of our history. Rather than looking to the past to help improve our future, some are trying to wipe away the lessons of history, lessons that we should be teaching to our children and to our grandchildren. Now, this approach focuses exclusively on our forefathers' flaws, and it fails to capitalize on the opportunity to learn from their virtues. And they had many of those. By discrediting the individuals who formed America's founding principles, they create doubt. And then they can remake America into a very different political image. Governor of South Dakota, Christy Nome, Very impressive speaker, very impressive speech. So I think that Governor Nome is a contender for the presidential nomination of 2026. All right, no, 2024. Uh, you know, those years pass quickly, 2024. If not as the main presidential choice, VP. So if Donald Trump decides to run again, uh, Christy Nome absolutely could be the second. If he doesn't, Christy Nome could win it. Now, why do I say that? Well, the woman's 50 years old. Um, She is a self-made person, a rancher. Um, In the COVID situation, South Dakota ranked 43rd out of 50 states. They would have been first, most effective in COVID, had they not had that Sturgis motorcycle rally, which was just ridiculous as a spreader. Okay. So Christy Noem did a good job with COVID, did a good job with her economy didn't shut down. Um, She is a former congressperson uh, elected to the House of uh, Representatives in 2010, elected governor in 2016, five years in the office now, and uh, she's done a damn good job. So keep your eye on Christy Noem. Two more powerful governors. Big trouble. Big, big trouble. All right. Andrew Cuomo, New York. And uh, Gavin Newsom, California, the two most powerful liberal Democratic governors in the country. So let's do Como first. He's apologizing. I don't know really what he's apologizing for. Uh, women say that he made them feel uncomfortable. Uh, on and on and on. You know how this goes. OK, so uh, Cuomo denies any uh, wrongdoing, but apologizes if he did make somebody uncomfortable. I don't even care. It doesn't matter to me. All right. 
every man in this country should be worried about this kind of stuff. Now, did Andrew Cuomo do it? How could I possibly know whether he did it or not? I have no idea whether he did anything. All right. Is he a nasty guy? Yeah, he's nasty. Okay. Um, but the more important thing are the nursing home deaths in New York. He signed their warrant. He did it, tried to cover it up. Now there's an FBI investigation. That is the most important story. But the other is driving the sensational headlines. No matter how it all plays out, Andrew Cuomo is finished as a national candidate. He may not even make the next two years of his governorship. So he's done, not coming back. And uh, they're piling on him like crazy. I told WABC Radio on my broadcast there today, uh, de Blasio, the mayor, they hate each other, uh, is killing Cuomo. Due process has to be in account. Now, I've written a column on this. It's posted on BillOReilly.com. It's called The Kavanaugh Effect. Karma, please write into Andrew Cuomo. Newsom. So he's going to be recalled. Right now, the state of California is verifying the one and a half million uh, signatures on petitions to get him recalled. The organizers are going to have two million, though they're going to be far more than they need. In the summer, there will be a vote. And this is how Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California, you'll remember. Um, on the ballot will be, do you want Governor Newsom to be kicked out? Or words to that effect. Yes or no? Okay? And if it's yes, and that's a majority, he's gone. Then underneath the ballot, there'll be names of people who get enough petitions to get on the ballot. And then please select one who you would like to take his place. So it'll be done all at once, California. But again, even if Newsom survives, he's finished. He wanted to be president. So did Cuomo. Both of them wanted to be president. So over the weekend, uh, apparently, uh, Newsom went to Fresno, California, to have a meal with George Lopez, the comedian. Lopez is a very avid liberal. Um, and anyway, he's inside a restaurant, uh, the governor is, and he's not supposed to be because there's no in-person dining in Fresno. But he's in a Mexican restaurant with Lopez. Now, Newsom says he wasn't eating with Lopez, but <laughs> I, I don't know. But all it, it, it's, it's over. It, it's all right. Let's bring in one of our favorite guests, Brett Tomlin, former U.S. attorney for Utah. He's in Salt Lake City. Um, today, vote was taken to advance the nomination of the new attorney general, Merrick Garland, to the full Senate for a vote. Um, I don't think there's any question that Garland will be um, confirmed as a new attorney general unless there's accusations. You know, you never know about that. First of all, Brett, do you sure. like Garland? You think he's a good man? Well, you know, I've always liked him as a, as a judge. I thought he was very fair. Um, I thought he, you know, conducted his courtroom and his his opinions were, you know, largely apolitical. But it was a very different story during his nomination. He, he seemed rather weak and, and um, you know, and unaware of, of, a, of a lot going around him. Uh, I think he's certainly overwhelmed. And this this job may be maybe bigger than he is. All right. Um, when he said he didn't know whether he would enforce border law, that that means I wouldn't vote for him. I just wouldn't. 
Right. Well, if you're going to exactly. be the new attorney yep. general, you got to know whether you're going to enforce the law on the border or not. Because if you're not, yeah. wait, wait, if you're not going to enforce it, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're violating your oath of office right off the bat because it says you have to enforce the laws. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And this is this is exactly right. And it's what uh, it's what Holder did. Eric Holder did. So this is a new trend of a sitting attorney general picking and choosing which laws they'll enforce. And, and that should scare everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's what the sanctuary cities are based on. And I, I mean, and right. nobody in a right mind thinks that Garland, Garland would go after sanctuary cities. I mean, you know, so he's a political appointee, but he'll get through because it's a deal thing and uh, the Republicans in the Senate will trade something off for Garland. You know how it works. OK, so the yep. FBI, the DOJ is investigating um, Andrew Cuomo. I don't know really what for uh, cover up the information about deaths, COVID deaths in nursing homes. I guess that's what it's about. Can you help us there? Yep. I've, I've spoken to a couple of sources that are, you know, in the Department of Justice and one of them, a, a, a fellow U.S. attorney actually right now in office that has indicated that, uh, yeah, the, the investigation got reinvigorated um, after some of the, the exposure of the lies and the efforts to try to hide. I mean, Bill, they can use they can use wire fraud on uh, in order to gain access to a lot of his communications, uh, and then they can look at obstruction of justice and and even um, you know because they ask questions, the Department of Justice asks questions. They're looking at whether or not he has lied or or, or had others lie on his All behalf right, so to you, federal officials. What you're saying is they can find a crime if they want to. They can find it. That's right. But Merrick Garland's not yep. going to want to. He's not going to want to. No, you're. No, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's 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 unbelievable right now because it used to be that somebody in you know if you were a Democrat in office and you held the prosecutorial power, you really wanted to be the one to show folks that you put politics aside and you would go after those in your same party. Now it's not the case. No, you, way. you don't prosecute no those way. in your same party. Right. And on that note, the district attorney of Manhattan wants to find a crime about Donald Trump's financial dealings. And so now he's got all the tax returns. Um, but here's the, the rub on that. If Donald Trump and his organization file the tax returns legitimately to the IRS and they didn't have a beef, how can an attorney general in a jurisdiction then override that and charge Trump with anything? Yeah, I mean, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. The IRS... If there's ever an agency that would love to take down someone like Donald Trump, it's the IRS. And they have had years and years and years. And it's it's a, look, it's it's the IRS code is ridiculous. And, and, and bringing a charge is very difficult when you have somebody that's a businessman that has lawyers, you know, has tax tax professionals on their on their team. But the D.A. is going to take a view that he can bring exposure to state tax issues and, and representations on his tax returns that he thinks he could prosecute. So this is this is a long time before there's a resolution on this kind of no, I know, but they'll find something. You know, they will. They're, yeah, they they'll hate find him something. and they're looking for him. All right. John Durham uh, of the infamous Durham report that I have lost all interest in because I don't think it's credible at this point. Uh, he resigns as U.S. attorney in Connecticut. But He's not quitting as the overseer of the Durham report. 
whatever that means. Can you explain it to us? Yes, I, there, there was a um, notice given to every sitting 92 U.S. attorneys that they were to step aside and offer their resignations. And, you know, Durham, I mean, this is not necessarily you know, unprecedented. Bill Clinton did the same thing. John Durham, probably knowing that he hasn't really been leading that office, um, except, you know, remotely while he investigates this, probably stepped aside in order to be a good soldier. But I'm told that uh, there was no inclination for him to step aside as special counsel. All right. But come on. Brad, I mean, it's... Uh, it's know. too long, Bill. It's been come too on. long. It's, it's, it's just lost not going to happen. Yep. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe they'll get some other guy. They got one FBI guy or something like that. But it's just not. And Hunter Biden, forget it. I mean, it's never... And never, I'm, ever. I'm still holding out a little years. bit of hope. On no, uh, no. But, but, but I could be, I could be wrong on that one too. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I hope you're right. I hope justice I is hope done. So. I, I mean, all I want is justice. That's it. If Hunter Biden didn't do anything, oh, fine. If uh, there was no uh, corruption within the FBI or CIA on Russian collusion, fine. Find that hard to believe. Uh, with all right. we know, but, you know, I don't think at this point, Brett, any clear thinking America, American has any confidence in the Department of Justice. Last word. Yes. And, and that's why Director Ray needs to be replaced. And if Merrick Garland can't conduct this in a way that shows he's above politics, then he needs to be replaced. We need to get back to a Department of Justice happen. that will investigate it. Yeah, yep. not going to happen under Biden. It's just not. All right, Brett, thank no. you very much as always. Stay well out there in Utah. Thanks, Bill. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, to 65532. Uh, overseas, I'm just mentioning this uh, briefly because it shows you that we're not the only country that everybody is corrupt or whatever. Remember Nicolas Sarkozy, the president of France from 2007 to 2012? Well, he just got convicted of corruption. I'm not going to go into it. He wanted to um, take an investigation that would have made him look bad and kill it. And now he's sentenced to one year in jail. But in France, Sarkozy can do the time in his house. So he can, he can still have the escargot. 
and he can still have in the, the croissants, the little coffee. <laughs> but anyway, he got convicted. Lady Gaga, uh, this story, huh? You think this is a legitimate story, do you? All right, let me run it down. So Lady Gaga is in Italy, or at least was last week. She's got a dog walker, a guy named Ryan Fisher. Walks the three dogs, all right? There's Ryan. There are the dogs, expensive dogs. Some guys pull up, get out of a car. They shoot him, all right? He's going to survive, but he shot in the chest. They could have easily killed him. They take two of the three dogs. Why didn't they take all three? I don't know. Take two. Lady Gaga freaks out, says, I'll give whoever finds the dogs $500,000. Presto. Some woman finds the dogs tied to a tree a few miles away from Lady Gaga's house. Now, instead of calling the cops because it's a criminal case and you'd want the police there to photograph and see, look around, all of that. No. The the lady who finds the dogs takes the dogs and then brings them in someplace. Um, And they were tied to a pole in an alley. Dogs not harmed. Um, And the police say she brought the dogs in and they don't suspect her. Now, is she going to get the half mil? Nobody knows. But the two guys that dog napped and shot the poor kid, Fisher, they're in the wind. Now, does this stack? Does this stack for you? Columbo. Remember Columbo, Peter Falk? He'd have some questions about this. And I do. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe it's all in the up and up. COVID. Johnson Johnson vaccine, one shot instead of two. 66% effective. Uh, I got the Moderna. That's 94% effective. Pfizer's 95. Got to get two shots on that. COVID drop Christmas Eve, 194,000 cases of COVID on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, February 28th, last Friday. No, Sunday. Sunday. Um, 51,000. Drop from 193 to 51 in the USA. So this virus is going to be gone. Um, or at least mitigated to the extent we can all get back to normal, I'd say by May. Okay? Keep, you know, keep the faith, keep strong, keep vigilant. Don't want, because there's always somebody who's going to get it at the last minute. That doesn't want, you don't want that to be you. All right, so the Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. There he is, okay? And uh, he's got an interesting proposal. So he says that the United States should take 700,000 Mexican workers and give them green cards every year so they can work here legally. That's uh, based on the Bracero plan after World War II, at the end of World War II, where Mexicans were given working papers to come here to help the United States because we needed that labor. All right. I like that. I like this program. But if we're going to do it because this helps Obrador because his country can't support the people, they can't support it. So if he can get 700,000 Mexican workers in here, not permanent, temporary, okay, temporary, and they send their money back to Mexico, their families, Obrador is in good shape. 
and we could absorb that labor here. But in order to make that happen, Biden would have to say to Obrador, you got to put your army on the southern border and the northern border. You got to stop all migrants coming in illegally on both borders. And we got to see it, which is easy to do because we have drones everywhere. You got to do that. And you have to crack down on the cartels, which Obrador doesn't want to do. Why? I'll leave it to your imagination. Anyway, that's in play. It'll be interesting to see what Biden will do. I will keep you posted on it. Cancel culture. Um, Hyatt Hotels is under fire by three guys uh, in an organization called the Midas Touch um, for hosting CPAC in Orlando. They stayed at a Hyatt Hotel. Uh, ben Mycelas, Los Angeles. His brother, Brett Mycelas, Los Angeles. Jordan Mycelas, New York City. They're calling for everybody to boycott Hyatt. Hyatt says, hey, we believe in freedom of expression and we're not going to give in to this extortion. Good for you, Hyatt. Good for you. All right, so now I'm telling everybody, and I'm certainly going to do it, stay at a Hyatt. And these fascists, all right, who are trying to get put Hyatt out of business because they allowed CPAC to use the hotel, you know what they are. I told you we're going to name names. We're naming the names. Virginia, uh, legalizing pot. That makes 15 states where pot can be smoked or whatever else you do with it. Okay? And um, they want the money. They want a tax. Get the money. How about the kids? You don't think it's going to be easier for kids to get pot now? Hmm? Great. Society's going down a drain. 50 years ago today, you ready for this? I bet you don't know this story. This day in history. A bomb explodes in the Capitol building of the United States of America. March 1st, 1971. Who did it? The Weather Underground. Far, far left people protesting the Vietnam War and other things. They hated the USA. Hated it. Set off a bomb. All right. Bomb went off at 1.30 in the morning. Um, didn't hurt anybody, but caused $300 worth of damage. Nobody was ever arrested for planting that bomb 50 years ago today. Quick break. Back with some mail and a final thought. I'm going to update you on my no sugar campaign. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to the mail. Edward Meacham Yarborough. Great name, Edward, huh? Nashville, Tennessee. What role, if any, does Hillary Clinton play in the Biden administration? Zero. Nothing. David, the idea of implicit racial bias defies all logic. It makes false accusations on a massive scale, denies justice, bullies good people, denies personal responsibility, questions personal integrity without cause, and is without common sense. Excellent posting, David. I agree with every single word that you said there. 
Joe Dopuja, Las Vegas, Nevada, on the indoctrination of the school kids in Buffalo, New York. Where are the parents? Why would any parent allow this? Because some parents buy into the social justice, politically correct cancel culture deal. And that, you know, that's why. And other parents don't know what the deuce is happening. They don't care. Karen Beaton, Clearwater Beach, Florida. BillOReilly.com is the only source I use for news. Thank you for your honest reporting, O'Reilly. Do you think the Illinois education push to mandate teaching a socially responsible curriculum is a way to force the 1619 project into schools? Absolutely. Illinois is so crazy left. It may be worse than California and New York. Absolutely want to indoctrinate the kids. Dan Rowling, Truman, Minnesota. Bill, you say network news is collapsing. I'd submit that the networks themselves are in the death throes. Yeah. I mean, if a network show gets 4 million viewers, that's a big hit. It used to be the Mary Tyler Moore show and All in the Family got 20 million views. You're, you're absolutely right. Network programming, pretty much done. I love this guy's uh, nom de plume. Gatorji. <laughs> Gatorji. Great uh, no spin news, Bill. Bravo, your program truly gives me information I didn't know. I never hear the majority of you reporting on any cable news network, and you won't. Because they're not really interested in reporting, are they? We are. That's the difference. That's why you're here. Coralie Kennedy, New Baden, Illinois. Would you explain why big business like Disney would back Black Lives Matter when capitalism would serve their business better? It's all about cocktail parties at the L.A.-based Disney firm. They want to go out to Beverly Hills. They want to have dinner with movie stars who are 90% liberal. They want to get invited to parties up in Hollywood Hills in Bel Air in Beverly Hills. That's what it's all about. Same thing in Manhattan. Same thing in Washington, D.C. Jenna Martin, Binghamton, New York. Bill, one quick question. What is the likelihood the Senate will pass the Equality Act? Going to be a tough fight. It violates religious principles, so it will be challenged in the courts. A few Republicans might vote for it. Robert Powell, Amenia, New York. You're pointing out all the right things on your program, O'Reilly, but do you think that people are getting it? I don't know. That's why we want you, um, Robert, and everybody else who watches us to get other people to do the same. Sign up on BillOReilly.com for premium or concierge membership. Watch the first, listen to WABC radio, whatever it may be. Um, We've got to spread the word. This is a citizen's movement here. I am a news organization registered with the state of New York as such. But in order for us to spread the word, we need as many possible. We had about 300,000 come in over the weekend just to sample our wares. That's a big number for a website. We have millions watching us every night. We know that. We need more. All right. If you buy or pre-order Killing the Mob out May 4th, two months, two months Killing the Mob, you get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. That's a super deal. You will like both books. Um, Stand Up For Your Country stuff is uh, flying out. And uh, when writing to us, not be feckless. Great word, feckless. Back with a final thought on my sugar campaign in a moment. Okay, so an update. uh, I knocked out the sugar because 
My doctor said, hey, O'Reilly, you will have high blood sugar. You don't want to mess around with that, diabetes, all that. So I said, okay. And I, I like sugar. I like the desserts and the snacks, but the guy. But what do you replace it with? Okay, so it, it's not as hard as it, I thought it would be. Not because I'm smart and I got good snacks that don't kill you. All right, that's number one. Now, I ate some sugar yesterday and actually... Uh, my system didn't really like it because I really had flushed out a lot of the sugar. Now, the reason Americans are so chubby is because of the drinks. Because you drink in iced teas and, and juices and all of this. They're loaded with sugar. So I found a drink and I have nothing to do with this company in any capacity. All right. It's T-R-E-O, Trail. T-R-E-O. They sell birch water. What's birch water? I have no blanking clue what birch water is. But it tastes pretty good. And it's got no calories or sugar. And I never heard of it. I just was experimenting. So it's Trio, T-R-E-O, birch water. I got all kinds of flavors. So that knocked out all the sugar drinks. I drink a lot of water as well. All right. Then I needed some snacks, right? Got to have snacks. Holly, the terror dog, is a snack queen. So I got skinny dipped. I found this skinny dipped operation. Again, I have no association with these. I don't even know where they are. Skinny dipped, one word, skinny dipped snacks. They're really good. And I don't have any. They have a little sugar in them, but not going to kill you. So you get that little sugar. Boom. So the Oreos are gone. Uh, The ice cream's gone. And candy, the skinny dip, they got the little dark chocolate. It works. So here I am. I mean, at my age, looking like this, come on, this is working. (laughs) All my suits, which are free, fit much better than they did four months ago. So I'm dumping the sugar. You might try it. Sugar is not your friend. We'll see you again tomorrow.